Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss how are we doing welcome back come on by part two you hear that yes that is manscape working to the best of its ability that is my nose trimmer <laughs> that's it's our nose trimmer you hear it you would all right big thanks to our sponsor for the episode manscaped get it in your britney spears and all <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. The number one provider of precision engineering tools. You can probably turn it off now, John. For the family jewels. <laughs> Talk about ripping the arse out. I've done, mate, yeah. You look magnificent. <laughs> I, I, I look up with ultra. A few snots up there, but yeah. Ah, there it is. The old trimmer engineered to prevent any nicks in the old nuggets. It's immaculate, isn't it? Yes. You haven't used that, have you? Where? I've not used that one, no. I've got my own at home with them. Well, big thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring the episode. It's given me a new release of life, this has. I'll be honest with you. Do you really? It is. Oh, it's yes. a good test on you it's as added, well. added confidence. I'll tell you what else it's done as well. Rose has not coughing as many balls up, is she? No, well, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, the cat's still... <laughs> it's trim now. And it, it, before, it's, it was, I don't know, a bit like a... A bit like a mole coming up, submerging from the... Long grass? In the... In the shrubbery, and now it's it's got it's it's happier. It looks happier. Yeah. But now it's more like a I don't know, like a meerkat amongst the <laughs> amongst the dunes. We don't like to see sad moles. Do we? No. <laughs> no. Nobody likes well, sad. Let's see chirpy so meerkats. It's happy and it's chirpy. Yeah. So what, when you're doing it, was it one one foul swoop all off? Oh, off. So it's a flipping good test. Yeah. So if, yeah, that, yeah. That, if, ever, if ever if ever there's a test, because I've seen that. No nicks. It's, it's not great. It's filth. That's what it is. Well, you can just picture a sad mole to a happy meerkat. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's up now. He's up. When I when I when I unbutton, he's happy. Yeah. And you too, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> can have a happy penis. All you've got to do is get your manscape on the go. A happy penis. <laughs> it's got a strut and we've got a special offer, as always. Of course we have. For you under the cost listeners, the Manscaped Performance Package. Are you interested in what you get with the Manscaped Performance Package? I'm Certainly sure you are. are. You get the Lawnmower 3.0 Precision Trimming. <laughs> no nicks. You also get the Weed Whacker, which uh, <laughs> John Here it. is continuing to demonstrate. That's Again, it. that is my Weed Whacker. That's it at work, that. You get a lovely pair of boxers, the good grudges as they well. They are very good. Snug looking. In fact, fit. they're my favourite. They've gone straight yeah. in at num- as number one. Yeah. yeah. Just comfortable. Not, not, they're not the uh, Jeff Banks off top spot. Yeah. You get a travel bag as well. So when you're out and about, you can take it with you. Comes in handy. thing is, I know, I know we're, uh, we're half joking about it, but nobody, nobody, no women like, or very few I can imagine like, undoing the, undoing the zip 
and a big bush in the in the grid. No. It's, un- it's unforgivable. No, you get the shampoo and all that, don't you? Oh, you get the wipes. Oh, aftercare. Yeah. The crop preserver, bold deodorant. We're talking crop reviver, mm. bold toner. And all you've got to do is go to manscaped.com, put in the code. Cost 20. And you get 20% off. I mean, all of them are good for the spontaneous ones. You know, if you're out for a walk or something. Oh, I've got my wipes in my pocket. Two seconds, love. Do you mean you're out for a walk? <laughs> you know what I mean, don't you? <laughs> You're in the car, you're in the car park, you're just about to turn your light on and you think, oh no, I've not washed my balls. Yeah. Glove box. Get it, glove box. Just close your eyes for a minute. <laughs> Ready? I'm <laughs> just polishing them up. <laughs> so all yeah. you've got to do is go to manscaped.com, put in the code COST20 and you get 20% off the Manscaped Performance Package. And if there's anybody who wants to go for a walk with Brownie, uh, don't get in yeah. touch and he'll, he'll show you what he means. Again, that's not part of the, uh, the offer. <laughs> Dogging into dog. Nah. No. What a question that is. I know, the personal well, cut that, mate. Have you been following me? Just, been, <laughs> just before the hours had to come on, a bit of uh, ball preserver. Away you go. Run Vine Part 2. Lack and charisma, straight away. Yeah? Mm, didn't like it. Do I start again? <laughs> no. Rowan Vine Part 2. <laughs> Much better. Evening cautious. <laughs> uh, good? Yeah, all well, you. Yes, very good. Good, good, good. I think it's uh, a little bit split opinion, Rowan Vine Part 1. Yeah. I, can we say about the start? Yeah, what, and throw Matty under the bus? Well, yeah, yeah fuck him. Because the, the original start was solid, I think, because that's what a few people have jumped on said you it was a bit bit too much at the beginning, but we must say we were recording for fifteen minutes and then realised one of the mics worked. Yeah, the, yeah, and, uh, it, and it was a, it was a good start as well. And it's never good, it's never the best second time round, is it? And Viney's not happy with Matty, is he? No. For for that reason. So to be fair, he uh, he he has got loads of jobs to do when we're doing these podcasts. <laughs> hasn't he? He's got a set up and then that's it. Diabolical. He's not going to be happy, is he? Fuck him. But I uh, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, so did yeah. I. Yeah, and I think I think the majority feel the same. Yeah, just a few said after the first ten minutes he came in like a wrecking ball. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like you want characters like that, man. Yeah, he came, he came in like a wrecking ball. And did he? But no, I think I think once he uh, calmed down a little bit, I think he saw the true Viney really. Mm. He just wanted Good to make, he just wanted to make a, a a grand entrance, didn't he? He certainly did. He did. Came me straight away. Yeah, but that missed that missed the cut. That was in the first fifteen, wasn't it? So oh, that won't, that won't have been aired. Excellent work, Matty. <laughs> Excellent work. <laughs> no, it's good, like you said. It's good to have the different characters and it is. And I'm obviously boring if we're all same. Yeah, exactly. I've played against him quite a few times, and I never knew we were like that until you sit down and have fifteen bottles of Peroni and three bottles of red wine with him. Do you? <laughs> you never know what they're going to be like. <laughs> because I knew I knew we'd be lively because he came to Donny on trial, and I've seen snow settle quicker. <laughs> it was just exactly Straight how it was. In. Yeah, feet under the table. Just brilliant, like brilliant for feet the on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean? The, a, you mean it settled quicker than snow? You mean you've seen snow settle quicker? Yeah. That mean that means that means it took a long time to settle. Does it? Oh, he's in that mood. <laughs> Nobody he's really noticed. It settled quicker than snow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we do that again. No, leave it in. Leave it in. First one that we've had to leave from a really big out. 
Yeah, I think I think I think we should say that we've had to we've had to cut a few little sections out, just because I think it's necessary within the context of Rowan's kind of passion and his frustration towards a certain parts of his career, and there were certain things that he said that well. Yeah. Well, basically, it could shut us down, won't it? Yeah. It's, there's a good I chance mean, it could have shut us down. My bedsit days are over, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I want to do is be living and dogging in my car all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a pair of shit bags because I said we should put it in. Me and Matty wanted it in. You two are shit houses. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's some there's some some things were said that were outrageous. Then we, we'd, we'd make them onto it. We'd be pissed for at paper, I think. I don't think it's on back. I think it's in... It, what, the big news? The big the big dogs, yeah. Double page spread? It, yeah, possibly, yeah. That was our chance of glory, lads. Yeah. And you Fuck it, it put it in. <laughs> put it in. Anyway, <laughs> this, been, is, this is the last episode. <laughs> and we've been, we've been advised that we, we shouldn't put it in the, yeah. the episode. We've busted his yeah. balls for three for years since. For the sake of our old livelihoods and yeah, not Jordan wanting to live out the cars for the rest of our lives. We had to cover our own backs, didn't we, boys? Yeah, I but mean, I think it's necessary just to to mention that get a context of why he's so pissed off and disappointed and frustration in uh, how his career went. Mm. I think I think a lot of people will have half an idea what it is anyway, won't they? Yeah, but Viney understands as well. Didn't he? He, he said, "Yeah, if you can't put it in, you can't put it in." So the Unos wins league this weekend as well. We need to mention it because somebody won nine hundred and fifty quid. Was shot a thousand pound for a fiver in the pot. Life changed again. Pound. So we've got another league this weekend. If you fancy getting involved, just download the Uno's Wins app on iTunes or Google Play. I think they're about, they're about 15s, won't they? We'll, we'll just have a 30 quid. So that keeps them ticking for another six mm, weeks, doesn't it? Exactly. Just keep ticking over, ticking over until, boom, you win your 950 or your whatever you win. You. And a little service announcement. We're 800 shy of 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, so... If you haven't. If you haven't subscribed to YouTube. Subscribe. It's a desperate plea, but... League. Get us over the line and put us some comments on the iTunes because we need to. After this break, we need to get back up that chart, don't we? Mm. we, do. we do. So if you've got a spare thirty seconds, just put us a, a comment on iTunes. Uh, good one, obviously. Don't put uh, out if you think we're shit, uh, but you won't be able to listen to it if you thought we were shit. So if you've got thirty seconds, then we're, we're all quick typers now, aren't we? Any more public announcements for anyone? Not for me, mate. No, no, no that's carry it. on. Oh, memo, memo is still available if anyone wants. Ruin. If anybody wants a memo, please do get in touch. Two times. Speak, talk me through two tone. You know when you see you're in a boy band. What genre we talking? What? What genre are we talking? Uh, multi, multi genre. Oh. Yeah, yeah, a bit of R and B. Yeah, a bit of R and B. McSheffy brought like the Polish house music to the, to the table. <laughs> I was a bit, of, yeah, I'm a bit of a like, you know, like you know, London got a bit of house and garage yeah. and all that. Cami from Huddersfield couldn't work that out ever. Don't know what was going on. Danzy Scouser, but Danzy's got a bit. He can sing. Danzy can sing. Make What's Polish house music like? Well, it don't exist, but he looks a bit Polish. McSheffy <laughs> <laughs> looks a bit Polish, Danny, and then it's like yeah, yeah trance music, right for you. Right. But um, 
So when you say you had a boy band, like what? what I mean, what? No, mainly what, covers, you, mainly covers. Not not yeah. much original <laughs> stuff. Mainly no, just, just in your your own rooms. Or? Yeah, no, we done we done we done a few gigs. Done a few gigs. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we didn't. But we we done a few, <laughs> <laughs> done a few hotel room gigs. Yeah. <laughs> so in your own rooms. Got a tune out of a few people, yeah. <laughs> no, we called ourselves Two Tone. Like I say, cover band. We didn't write much original stuff. We were playing football as well. It was getting in the yeah, way, to well. be honest. But we we're out and about. Do you know what I mean? I signed and I stayed in the Malmaison. Um, so yeah, I've signed in the January, and obviously I know Gaz from he was at Luton with me, and I've known him, and yeah, we were roommates at Luton for a little while, and um, he's one of. Gaz is one of the people, he's one of a proper friend in football, if you can have such a thing. But um, so then I knew sort of Danzy a little bit and he was just quite young lads going out and everything like that. And um, so this two-tone thing started and uh, yeah, we just, we was towing the line a little bit, but when we started losing games, we were the ones that got it. Do you know what I mean? Because from who, like did, did, did it make it to the press? The, no, they didn't buy two Just the two lap, yeah. Underground movement. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I mean, I don't want to take it down, but it sounds like it's the four of you singing in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, little Chris, me and you had a good relationship. Yeah? <laughs> he's fucked it. I thought this was going I know, somewhere. I know, I know, I just... He's just topped it up on the wine and now he's going a bit spiteful. <laughs> Who need to kill my fucking dream? The two-tone, eh? No, no, the problem, this is the problem. We started losing games of football. Which has nothing to do with two time. We were <laughs> completely, completely <laughs> it weren't two dogs' fault, was it? <laughs> so, so we played against um, ba -ba 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 Barnsley away, I think. Barnsley away on a Saturday, Easter weekend. That sounds like a good track to debut track. So we lost to Barnsley one 0 away. I didn't play. I don't think I played. I might have done. But I didn't do a lot. But Danzy was definitely like Danzy played. I think Gaz played as well. Cami, I'm not too sure. So we lost one 0 Right, I think it was Barnsley. It was somewhere like Barnsley, but it was somewhere. We lost one nil anyway, and he and and the gaffers get it. No one goes out tonight. No one. We got Leeds on Tuesday. No one goes out. But two tone have got a gig <laughs> in room four or three. <laughs> You speak this. You speak this. Like, you're like yeah. a different person, like a, a professional outfit. Yeah. Two tone have got a gig. Sorry, Brucey. Two tone have got a gig. So we had a gig in Birmingham City Centre that night. <laughs> Supposed to play a couple of bars, maybe maybe a strip club, maybe, do you know what I mean? That's where we're supposed to be playing. So we had to call it off. So we weren't happy. But by chance, we got a gig in Leamington Spa. So we've, we've, we've said, we'll, we'll, hey, we'll fulfill our fucking agreement, contractual agreement. Obligations. Of course. So we've gone to this bar, a couple of bars in uh, Leamington to have a few drinks. It's a sort of meet and greet. You meet and greet. Have a so we were in Leamington and we, you know, we're, we're having a nice night and everything like that. So we're in on the, we're in on the Sunday. Um, we get to training Sunday. Cammy's late. So there's a, we've had a, we, obviously when these meet and greets, you get on the free champagne and you, you get, understandably so. Sore, you yeah. have to, you can't, you can't be rude. So we've had a few drinks, whatever. Go to training the next day. Just Cammy's late for a start. So we've, we're on the back foot already. Two turn up against it. Two turn up. He's giving like, I need to see four people after training. You know who you are. And I'm like, is that two times? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we might have got away with this. Is anyone else out last night? No, no, no. Like, that's us, boys. Anyway, so we got to go in the office and I'm saying to Danzy, like, listen, like, let me do the talking. Danzy, you know, Dan, Danzy's a fiery scouser. 
Like he, he won't take it laying down. But I'm like, you're the voice of the band. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm the, I'm, you're I'm, Louis Walsh, aren't you? I'm fuck. No, I'm John Lennon. I'm John Lennon. The, the Beatles. <laughs> at this point, I'm John Lennon the two tone. So I'm saying, Danzy, slow down, man. Let me do the talking. Anyway, we go in there and he's just give it. Well, you're fucking out. I've told you, don't fucking go out. It's the same fucking faces every week. You. And I'm like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, and he boots it and he gives it <laughs> and I'm like well alright yeah we've, he, he's got spies everywhere apparently so we know well, I think Blackie Eric Black lives in Leamington so that ain't that hard to work out do you know what I mean there's and all the posters outside there's two times tonight there's flyers two times meets and greets <laughs> two times tonight yeah so but anyway yeah so yeah I don't know there was a lot of things and he weren't for me he's not my cup of tea the best one you'll like this one I'm going to pick my brother up. This one could go. In. I'm going to pick my brother up from Bristol Airport. He's coming back from Greece or whatever. Flying down there. I get in the car and that. I like to do a bit of sing song. You know what I mean? So I'm, I think because of the two-tone stuff yeah. happening, I think I'm doing a bit of champagne supernova. As I get to the good bit, a fucking number comes up on the screen. I don't know the number. And I'm like, fuck, just about to nail it. <laughs> fuck it, pick this up. I'm like, hello? Viney, brownie. I'm like, brownie? He's like, Phil. I'm like, Phil, Phil Brown, whole city manager. I'm like, yeah, what do you fucking want? He's like, big pals with Brucey. He's giving me a number. I want you to come and play for us. Like, he's giving my number. So he's phoned me, but hasn't said nothing to me because he's trying to get me out. This is when we're in the prem. He's trying to get me out. You know then. I know, already know, because he's pulled a few tricks in pre-season on the, on the tour and stuff. He's, he, he's going about it in a bad way. He ain't being a man about it. He's a shit house. You can put that in, he's a definite shit house. So I've got the call of Phil Brown. Fucking hell. If there's two people in football that look in the mirror and have a wank, it's Phil Brown and Alan Pardew, right? So he's having himself. And he's yeah. giving he's saying to me, I want to sign you, come in, score the goals and that. The minute he said, Bruce, you gave me your number, I weren't listening to a word. I was cutting off and said, listen, I'll, tell you, I'll be honest with you, mate. I ain't coming anywhere near Hull. I mean, it ain't nothing to do with you or Hull City because I reckon you've got a chance of going up this year. I ain't coming to sign for you because he's gave you my number and he ain't even spoke to me about going on loan and that's poor. I said, so appreciate the call, mate, but I'll speak to you another time, whatever. Bam, put the phone down. With that, I come off the phone. Text my mate, who's a plumber. I said to my mate, hey, here's Brucey's number. Just give him a call, see if he needs any plumbing work doing or send him a text or something. So my mate's fucking firing messages in at Brucey, like, I've heard you've got a problem with the downstairs toilet. Like, do you want me to come and have a look? <laughs> And he don't know where he's coming from. But I said, like, we had it out a bit. And, and I said, you ever give my number to someone when he ain't spoke to me? That's what I'll do. I'll give, I'll give your number out to my pals. My pals are plumber. He just wants a bit of work and all. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Ended up, they signed Fraser Campbell and he scores 14, they get promoted. So they've signed the right one anyway. So I've done, I've done him a right turn. Did he, you finish your champion supernova? No, I was fucking well off it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone. That pissed me off at all. I was right in a bit of a nail in it. End up your ass. Trying to get it right for the two-tone fucking... <laughs> so on that then, so if Brucey they said, look, I'm going to do number to Phil Brown, he's going to ring you, you might have gone to all. If, if he'd have pulled me and said, I've been at the club six months. Do you know what's happened? I've signed in January. I've bought a gaff in May. It's gone through in August. I've started the season in the Prem. By September... I'm on loan. My missus has just moved with a three-year-old and a newborn 
to Solial in a village and I'm down the road. So it ain't even about, it's just about respect. <coughs> he could have pulled me in that three-season trip in Germany and said to me, we, we don't want you. He tried to swap me for Paul Robinson, the left back for West Brom. And I knew he tried to do it and he didn't speak to me mm. and it didn't happen. And I probably would have, I probably would have gone to West Brom, but the way he'd done it was so snaky. I just thought, fuck you. So I stayed, played a few games, played Carling Cup and that. Oh man, I was on the bench, right? For three games in the Prem. This is the nearest, up. it's a quiz question. Which player has been promoted three times to the Prem but never kicked the ball in the Prem? It's me. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'll take that one. I'm still trying though. So anyway, <clears throat> anyway, he, he he's, he's trying to get rid of me, right? I'm on the bench. We're playing West Ham. We're one nil down, 20 minutes to go. Matthew Sadler has been injured. He's been out trained for five weeks. He's sat in front of me. One nil down with 20 to go at home to West Ham. Ain't got a point on the board. Turns around, you're going on. Points at me. Obviously, I'm a striker. Start zipping down the coat. Two minutes of getting ready, pads on. He turns around, what are you fucking doing? I'm like, going on him, mate. He went, no, you. So Sads. Sads turns around and says, Vanya, I'm sorry, mate. He takes, he puts, he takes Fabrice Moambo, he takes someone off, not Fabrice Moambo, someone else, takes someone off from midfield. He puts Stephen Kelly in midfield and then he changes Sadler. He changes four changes and we lose 1 0. Cut to the Tuesday, I'm raging and training Monday, Tuesday. I go and see him, like, Gaffer. What were you doing on Saturday, mate? We beat him 1 0 and you put a left back on and then you change the left back to right back and the right back to midfield and we need a goal. No, nah, I didn't do that. I'm like, no, you fucking did, mate. I'm fucking watching it. I'm fucking trying to grab up. No, no, I didn't do that. Someone must have been injured. I went, no, they weren't. So from then, it had just gone. It gone. So I had to go. So do you think you were half clueless then? Massively clueless. Listen, I don't give a fuck about people that have had success. What we perceive as success, promotions, keep them up from relegation, stuff like that. If you're crap, you're crap. If you're crap, get good people around you. Eric Black's one of the best number twos there's been, right? Steve Bruce hasn't got a fucking clue. Steve Clements, love Steve Clements. Obviously, as well with Ray Clements, rest in peace as well. Lovely guy. I only met him a couple of times, but like that's my opinion. Like I don't. You know, that, that's my opinion. That's how I see it. I've had twenty-seven managers, professional managers. He's put it for me, shit. But that, that's my opinion. It doesn't matter, does it? What your opinion might be different. So is yours. I think in football, mate, I've had to face a lot of things, and I think in football, people will go so so far and make some very very weird decisions just so they don't have to look in the mirror. And the, what you have to do before anything is look in the mirror. And people will look for excuses. Players, managers, everyone. And most of them are chasing a pound note. Greedy as fuck. Will use the game and use players to get themselves a position. And that's what I feel about a lot of people. And if I don't make a connection with people on a football basis, <clears throat> then I have to form the opinion that they don't see football the way I do. And whether I see it right or wrong, or people don't agree with me, that's their opinion. Everything everything we talk about is an opinion, especially in football. And lo people love Steve Bruce. People love Neil Warnock. I think they're both cunts. I don't know if you can say that, so I think they're both pricks. No, you can, yeah. So basically, that is my opinion for different reasons. But to be honest with you, I ain't, I don't, I'm not mad at either of them. I don't mind Steve Bruce at all because he's not a nasty person at all. But I so think there's a difference there. You, before your missus moves up to Birmingham, look, like... Before you buy this house, move your family up. It's not going to work out. You'd have had much more respect for him. Yeah, much. More. I went to speak to him one day and said, "Like, why did you sign me?" And he went, "Well, you scored three goals against my team." <laughs> and I'm like, "Fucking, is that it?" I goes, "Well, Blackie likes you." And I'm like, "Well, 
But because like on, on your day, on your day, you're like Cameron Jerome. I'm like, I've never played like Cammy in my life. Like I played, do you know what I'm saying? He did that Granted. Uh, yeah, he had the chiselled six pack and that though, Cammy. That's why he's in the band. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, he's got all, he's got all that going on. <laughs> Man, I've just got this fucking uh, this vision of uh, Peter Andre, but it's Cammy. You would have a you would have a you would have a vision of Peter Andre, mate. You've had a couple of Peronis, you're starting to get, get watching, watching tonight. <laughs> so you're more like the Gary Barlow, the, the talent, but let the let the good looking lads perform up front. What are you trying to say? I'm, Me and you have fallen out. I'm no, I'm fucking, I told you, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking got the look. The talent, I'm I've got the, the talent. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the talent and the looks. It's that. <laughs> you need, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. I was, I fucking started the band. It's my name. I picked the members. All the fucking uh, masters are mine. You know what I mean? Everything's mine. <laughs> Took all the money. <laughs> Your relationship started so well as well. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, so that was... That, I had to leave after seven months and I've just moved it, like you say. But did, no you feel can... any, did you feel any pressure of the three million pound price tag? I didn't feel any pressure. I've never felt pressure once when I've played a game of football. I, I've never, I don't, that's what I do. I, I, when, I understand people being sick, being nervous, all this. Just get, just start the game. Just start the game. Like I've had shit games, of course I have. But it don't bother me. Three million, I was going, I was more pissed off, not pissed off, but I was more like, that's fucking, I'm getting in the Premier. Fuck it. Boom. And I played well enough in them games to get a chance in the Prem. But he knew that I had never played in the Prem because I'm vocal about it. So I know when someone, I know what's going on. Like, you think you've got that over me. Do you know what I mean? On a Friday, we train. We're playing Chelsea, first game of the season at Stamford Bridge. He pulls me in Danzy. He says, you ain't in the squad, but I want you to travel to London. I'm like, no, fuck off, mate. Like, trackied up on that, like a fucking water boy. Danzy's like, yeah, we'll have a night out. Loving it. I'm like, no. End up going and I'm fucking standing like a Joey, like watching the game and in the bar after and that. And I just, it weren't for me. Like, I've got to play. Everywhere I go, I've got to play. I don't care what level it is. Like, if I'm not good enough or you're not going to pick me, just let me know and I'll go. But he didn't want to let me know. So I had to then force it. It's all the politics of it. Oh, well, he's got two years left, two and a half years. We might have to pay him and rah, rah, rah. Ended up day, fuck it, I'll choose where I'll go. And I went QPR, 23rd in the champ. Mick Arthur was manager. That's why. Hull were much better. Much better. But I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to play. I'm going back to London and I'm going to go I'm and do play what football. I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Was and it I'm better gonna... financially? No, because I went alone. I was going alone. Oh, so you still get the same. They didn't want to pay me up and let me. That's what I'm saying. They didn't. No one, in... no one at Birmingham's ever got a pay up. I don't care. Like, if you want me to go, I've got two and a half years left. Do you know what I'm saying? This is what you've signed me for three million. Now you're fucking me off after five months. I've moved my family up here. No one cares about that. These fans don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck about how you're feeling about it. So I go to QPR, stay in a hotel, and I catch fire straight away because of Mick Harford and because of the boys there. We bring Martin Craney in. They just signed Ledgerwood. They've been beat five by West Brom, but we start. We go four games unbeaten. Mick don't get the job. They bring this Italian guy in, Luigi Di Canio. He loved me. I'm playing left wing, four five one sort of four three three. It's first time. Is Mick Harford a big reason for signing though? <coughs> like you said, you loved him. Massive before. reason. I wouldn't have gone. Uh, it would have been. I think I had Ipswich as well. I think Jim was at Ipswich. Jim Jordan and John Gorman. I think they were at Ipswich. They wanted me as well, but I just felt like West London. Like I'm half Back hour on. from home. Yeah, yeah, I'm half hour from home, and it just felt right. And I didn't mind that they were twenty third. I don't care about that. It does not bother me. I will start games. And I'll do well. And I'm an influence on the changing room. So an influence on the pitch as well. I believe that. No matter all the madness, what everyone thinks and says, 
like I said before, I'm a winner and I'm a team player and we will win games. Um, we started off brilliant. Mick didn't get the job. He was never going to get the job. And that hurt me a little bit, but I stayed for the two months on loan. I go back there, train for the two days. They accept the bid. I I speak to my agent. We're going to go. I know what they're offering. It's massive money. It's massive money compared. It doesn't even... The fucking chairman, Gianni Palladini, got a lot of love for him. Lovely guy, but he's fucking useless. He phones Karen Brady. They're haggling over the million. And he's like... You fucking, we're gonna get the best striker you have. You let him come to us. We pay him fucking eleven thousand a week. You only pay him seven. It gives her the information that she can't have. She phones me and says, "Oh yeah, but, um, obviously, I'm waiting January the eleventh for hundred and fifty lumps loyalty bonus because they changed it from sign on fee to loyalty bonus yeah. with the other little dickhead agent who got it wrong. So my hundred and fifty is in that. I'm a day away from it. Tenth for Jan. She goes to me." Rings me, hello, hello, it's Karen. If you think you're going to be here tomorrow picking up that 150, you're mistaken. If you take the 150, you'll be trading with the under 10s tomorrow. See you later, bye-bye. By the way, I know what QPR have offered you. The chairman told me. So I'm on eight grand a week here or 10 or whatever I'm on for going up because I don't think... I didn't have an increase because I joined in January. So that was another thing. So I'm still on seven, eight grand a week. So they've offered me 11 grand a week, basic. That thing, that's all fine and dandy. I knew how she was going to play it. So I know I ain't getting a penny out of them because I've heard no one gets a penny out of them anyway. I don't give a fuck. I don't really care any. I'm going to go. So I just, I get a phone call from Briatore. He's on the yacht in Saint-Tropez. And he's like, What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? We offer you the deal. You don't take the deal. You take the deal. You tell me what we're going to do. You tell me what we're going to do. I was like, well, I'm about 900 grand shy. So they end up giving me 180 grand a year signing on fee for five years. So I get the whack, 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 whack. So now I go, catch you down the road. <laughs> hey, Karen, catch you down the road. See you later. Where's that, where's that boat? Where's yeah. that boat? I'll come and sign it. I go straight down there and... Uh, we're on a Friday and I'm training with the kit on, but I ain't signed the deal. It's still, I'll tell you now, they're running the contract out from the office at QPR to the training ground, bit by bit, one page at a time, running it out. I'm signing it as we're doing the warm up. Sign it, sign it, sign it. Because he wants me to play against Chelsea on a Saturday because I was one of our best players at the time. Doesn't register it in time anyway, so I don't get to play Chelsea, but I signed the deal and we play Chelsea, we get beat. And then, they signed a few more players and we start to get going. We start to get going. And I'm loving life. I'm loving it. I'm back on board. We've got a good chance. We're, we're there, we're thereabouts. We're like, we're getting good. We're about 15th in the league, but we're starting to knit it together. You can see it's coming together. The manager, useless. Not what was that? Luigi Decanio. Didn't speak a word of English. He had a translator, which was another thing. Never going to work. Like Never going to work. But he Would you like, have stayed and sat it out though? What do you mean? At, at Birmingham? Yeah. No chance. No, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Uh, there's no way... Looking back, I'd have played for Matt Alex because they went down. He signed McFadden and all these, and they went down. Like, he, if I'd have stayed, I probably would have played, but it, was, it just didn't, didn't make sense to me at the time, and they didn't want me there, and McLeish had made his mind up in that two minutes. So I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's enough for me. I, I, I'll do one. Um, and like you say, the opportunity to play for QPR and get that deal and be settled and move back here. Well, yeah, it ended up working out fucking perfect for you, really, yeah. really didn't it? Well... Yeah, apparently, but financially it did. But two months later, I got my leg broken training by my teammate, which has never probably happened before and it probably won't never happen again. So we want to talk about how it ends up. I went there, 
was our was one of our best players for three four months. April the eighth, with four games left of the season, we have an open day training where there's kids there with their missuses, and uh, yeah, got my leg broken like four places by the keeper. What happened? On purpose. What way. happened? That's was the that? first time anyone's ever heard this on purpose. What do you mean it on purpose? We well, two footed me. So <laughs> was the history? No, no history, no history. Bizarre sequence of events which you just have is to this like on. a family day where you have kid, kids kids in kids in um yeah open day got a game on the saturday fucking we're, we're nowhere in the league we're like 15th 14th steadied the ship we're gonna go next year um the keepers are american keeper matt pickens only joined in the january nice enough kid didn't play a minute didn't play one minute for the club the only thing he'd done was broke my leg the only thing of substance so one day in training, he's having a bad day. And, you know, everyone knows what I'm like. I'm on you. If you're having a bad day, I'm on you. It's, <laughs> it's always banter. I'm on you. Someone's hit a shot and he's flapped at it. He's turned around. I've pushed him in the net. It's a goal, but it's not. He's thrown the ball at me. I've volleyed it back. He's like half-budded one. And I'm turned around. He's hit me in the back. Took me down. Like, everyone's laughing. I think that's it. Two minutes later, Martin Rowlands puts a ball through. <clears throat> 1v1. He comes out. So I'm going to dink him. But last minute, I think I smash it. I smash it right in his boat. Not on purpose, I'm going for goal, but he's hitting right on the conk, right? Bosh. He's raging now, raging. So by like, whatever it is, grace of God. Two minutes later, exactly the same through ball, but it's gone a little bit further. This it's time fair. I'm dinking him, definitely. So I've looked down, planted my left foot, <clears throat> dinked him with a right, but I'm looking down as I think it looked up I've just seen the knees coming towards me so my left foot's planted he's hit me like just under the knee I just heard a clap like, I didn't feel nothing didn't hurt just heard a massive clap and I've just landed somersault on my back so I'm like bang in shock and he stood over me giving me the Roy Keane yeah, he's giving it don't take the fucking piss out of me all of this you well, can't you, you, yeah he gave me the Roy Keane um, and he's trying to pick me up and I'm like, mate, you've broke, you've broke my leg. Get off. I'm not screaming. They're, they're carrying on playing because they think it's like boot on boot or shin pad or some... Like the boys have said, didn't even... Well, I didn't scream or nothing. So I'm double R. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually... Hey, you've been fucking boxing. Yeah, I mean, I started to move the, I should have moved the leg. <laughs> but anyway, so that happens. And uh, yeah, you can see it's broken. I think Gaz Ainsworth comes over and he sees that it's bro he's a qualified physio. He's broke, it's broken. Gaz is. Gaz Ainsworth was a qualified physio, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and what's he, his reaction? He is in a good boy band. Who, the boy or yeah. Gaz? Yeah. The, 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 the boy, as he sees me say, you've broke my fucking leg, we're looking down, there's like a red mark on my shin and it's mutating. It's mutating, like it's moving around. So I've looked and gone, big Damien Stewart, big Jamaican, he's looked and he's, he's being sick. He's seen what's happening to my leg. So I'm fucked, fucked. So we get the, they come on with a frack pad, Cocodamoles and all that, and uh, I'm starting going into shock and that. And um, we're in the physio room, and the, what happens is where we are by Heathrow. If you get an A and E ambulance, it will take you to an A and E hospital. If you go to the A and E hospital, you have to get transferred to London to the private hospital. So they've got an idea. We just take you straight to the private hospital, the one we use. So they try to put me in a Saab like saloon car, but I'm. I'm six one, so I'm in the back and my foot's hanging out and they've slammed the door on my foot. Like, and I'm like, no, 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 it's <laughs> Benny Hill. It's Benny Hill, like Benny Hill. And I'm like, no, no. So then they've got me out 
they want a frack pad on like, and they've got me out and they've gone well, like, we need a four, four by four this is 2008 so every fucker's got a four by four gone upstairs they're like right, we need to take Barney to the hospital who's got a four by four everyone's going nah not me mate like Damien Delaney bless him he's gone yeah I've just picked up a brand new like white range the Overfinch you can take it <laughs> and I'm like they put the seats down I'm in the boot of a Range Rover Sport going to hospital in Marleybone where I'm going to have the operation but like the physio you know, you know you need an operation but the physio's in the back and and another I think a player or physio in the back and the one physio's driving oh I knew I knew I knew but I'm only on the Cocoda mall but I've rang my mum and my mum I'm fucked here like two seconds later I get a phone call off my brother I'm on the way to QPR training ground I'm going to fucking do Lee Camp I went yeah you can do you can, you can do that if you want mate <laughs> <laughs> you weren't talking about me. No, 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 no he's all right. He so, like, half like, no, I'm saying He's a bit of a cunt, but he's all right, cunt. Campy's my pal, so you're like, I don't know why you've got a problem with him. No, it's really fair. You just jumped the gun thinking someone, I told my mum the keepers broke my leg, whatever. But <laughs> Campy been there, wasn't he? Fucking foot. Yeah, but yeah, the the old, yeah so yeah, it was a nightmare. We go there and, like, yeah, to be fair, it was fucking brutal. Um, had the operation that night. I didn't have a plast cast. So I broke my leg in three places, basically. Um, I, and it was worse than what people thought. And the situation was really bad. And I was 25 and that was pretty much the end, looking back now. But for so many reasons, I woke up after sort of two days on the morphine and everything. And it come up on Sky Sports, like freak training ground accident. And I was like, that's a lie. And like you say, going back to when I've been lied to before, probably coming from a lot from my childhood, from my dad and stuff, and any manager that's told lies and any person that's told lies, I'm like, we'll just tell the truth, shall we? And see what everyone thinks. Yeah. Because, because I was still well thought of and had three and a half years left, well, four years left, and all this, they're going to look after you and blah, blah. I, went, I had to roll with it against my natural instinct. It wasn't an accident. So uh, do, you, do you actually like know 100% it weren't Well, I'll tell you, yeah, because you three, three days later, mm-hmm. he's begging to come and see me. My missus is there and a couple of the players, Gav, Marn, Martin, Rollins, and they're like, Barney, you've got to let him come and see you. You can't stop crying. I went, yeah, but my leg's attached to the ceiling at the minute. So I don't give a fuck. He ain't coming to see me because I know what happens. Anyway, he does come and see me and he walks in, starts crying. And I said, I don't know why you're crying, mate. Like, I'm the one here. Yeah, my life's and he's got, he's got, the, he's got the bag and he's like, I said, listen, I'll be honest with you, mate. The only crime and respect I'll ever have for you is if you admit what you've done. And he was like, yeah, red mist came down, never happened before. I wanted, I wanted to let you know you can't take the piss out of me. I'm a piss taker, I'm sure you're aware now. I like to take the piss, that's what it is, but I've never hurt no one. And I've never hurt anyone like that on a football pitch, let alone my teammate. And for, for me to get round that and for him to know he's done that, like I needed him to to admit that, and he did. And he said, "I'll never say that it's anything else." Can you forgive him? Who, who the guy? Um, I was about to say that because you say yeah. he came in and he said, "Like I'm really sorry." I've- yeah, but the, the best thing about it was he bought a, he bought a present for me, and I'm opening yeah I'm opening the present, and it's the Lance Armstrong book. It's not about the bike, and I can't quite tie it why he's bought me that book. So I've just thrown that straight out the window. But I'm like, it's not about the bike. I don't understand what you're trying to trying to say here, mate. Like, but so in a word, in a word, yes. If, you, if you've caused I'm the injury, is that the right what, thing to what do? What book could have been relevant? No book. <laughs> but is, uh, 
if you'd said to him before he did it, he went, you're going to break his leg badly and he's going to be out for how long and ruin his career, he'd have gone, do you know what? I'm not going to do that. Have you lost your head at any point during training or in a game? John, have you lost your head? I wouldn't. wouldn't, Nobody would want that to happen. No. To a point that you might have. One million percent in training, no. Mm. Never lost my head like that. Mm. But he's he's come out and and said... Derek Greary, yeah. Red red mist. Yeah, he he sort of, yeah, he sort of, he he knew, he didn't want to break my leg. He didn't want to break my leg. He wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to. He wanted to lay on you, didn't he? I I understand that. And uh, listen, forgiving and forgetting all that stuff is fine. What happened was, was the the trials and tribulations for me was that obviously the first rehab was tough for me. um, And I went up seeing the doctor and got diagnosed with depression. But the doctor sort of tried to say to me, I don't know if you've done it on purpose or whatever, but he said, the reason why you're depressed is because you ain't got football. It's the first time in your life you've not had football. If football comes back, you should be all right. Take these pills and you might be all right. Six weeks of the pills, stopped taking the pills. Um, didn't feel much better anyway. And then just, just concentrating on my rehab. But for me, there's a reason I don't head the ball. There's a reason I don't go in for tackles. There's a reason I'm not a, a physical player because I was afraid of getting injured. Not afraid of getting injured, someone injured me. I was afraid of being out of the team. So I didn't put myself in positions. You know, players will fly into tackles and stuff like that and think it's brilliant. That's for them. It's not for me. Give me the ball and I'll make things happen. We learned that even before the injury. 100%. That's why I went injured. I played 285 games one time in 25, from 19 to 25. That's 50 games a year. Like every time, everywhere I went, I played. Every time I was out of the team, I'm leaving. I'll go somewhere else where they want me. Bang, that's how it happened. So to get to that point and get injured like that in training was so hard for me to take because... That wasn't, I didn't believe that was my path because I was careful about that. Um, do you know what happens after that when you come back and you're doing the same thing? I don't head the ball and tackle. It's because I've got injured. But before, I never done it anyway. Yeah. So, so what happens is um, I I struggled with dealing, dealing with it. I came back in the May, that was 2009. I played two games and then we're off for the summer. Came back, Jim Jilton was manager. First game of the season, I'm not playing. Come on for 20 minutes against Blackpool, I think. Go out for a header. Someone's kicked me and my hips popped out, popped out a joint. Gone back in, but there's there's problems. I can feel it. It's like vibrating, but I'm the last sub, so I'm carry on. Go play against Exeter. Play 60. You can feel it. I'm thinking, how's my luck? Like I'm back, but now I'm fucking got this. Two, three months in, it's worse and worse and worse. But we're under a bit of pressure. Jim's under a bit of pressure. Majilton had come in. Jim and Jim Majilton and John Gorman are coming. I, I, I was playing. I was playing. I played after that. I got in the team. Was playing probably six, seven games. Get beat 2 0 um, at Swansea. And I'm the only player, person dropped. But with the second operation, going back, sorry. I refused to go to Paris and have the operation done because the owner, Briatore, demanded I go to Paris to have it done because he said the surgeon had fucked up the first time. But it was a lie because the surgeon hadn't. It was just it was just science didn't match up. Yeah. So he wants me to go to France and we have a sort of disagreement about it. And it's on me. It's not on the physio. It's on me. And I don't go. So after that, he's like, he starts calling me Dr. Vine and he's, he's on me. Do you know what I mean? The owner. The owner's on me, um, and we've, we we we're not getting on great. And he's sort of like the dictator style owner, so it was yeah, it was tough. He didn't want me in the team, so every time he's now telling managers not to pick me, right? And that was what Jim was up against. And to be fair, I didn't play for a couple of months, and then Jim come to me the day we played Watford, 
Um, we get beat, and he, that's when he, he got sacked. We head butted at Akospozaki. Yeah. I was going. Were you aware? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head, yeah, yeah. Head butted at Akospozaki. We've heard about yeah. that. Yeah. Have we? I think it was two things. I think Jim was a little bit past a hothead. Very would lose his temper, and. Akos was non-responsive to anyone shouting at him. So the, the, the spectrum was wide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he only yeah. put him on for 20 minutes. He didn't do nothing wrong. We lost the game, but he was under big P at the time. And uh, yeah, he just, uh, I think Akos threw his boots down and like Jim's going, do you think I pick on you? Do you think I pick on you? And he's like, well, yeah, you do. And then it's like red rag and he's got closer and closer and closer. Then it's like, he's sitting down and he's in his face. He sort of head to head and then sort of flicked him on a little bit. Like, not a fucking... Not a proper... Not, not a Glaswegian kiss book. on that thing, but it was book. enough to be contact made. Ajiman stands out. It's like, go on, then head butt me. And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> exactly no. But it was a bad situation. They ended up getting the police in. Yeah. They were policing. CID came in, tried to interview the boys. I didn't do the, I didn't do the interview. Fuck that. But yeah, it was, it was bad. It was messy. But that, the club was fucked at that time. I don't even know if it's much better now. But. Was it that bad where he, he would pick the team? He would, he, he would try and influence the team? He tried to with Dowie. I remember because I'd, I'd broke my leg and I was kind of trying to come back and Dowie's manager and Dowie's under a bit of pressure and he told him to play a certain team and to be fair, I think Dowie's team had about eight of the same players in it. Do you know, do you know when their teams matched up? But there was like three, maybe Spanish or Italian players in Flavio's team that weren't in uh, Dowie's team. So what Dowie done was he went and done set pieces with no one of that team in his. It was like the resis. So mate, he's on the balcony watching, losing his nut, thinking he's playing all these. <laughs> so but Dowie knew this was the Friday or... or whatever I'm on Soccer AM the next day so like they've sacked they've sacked him like he's gone he didn't even get sacked he walked off the tr training ground and just grabbed his clothes and carried on going because he knew what was happening fair play to him and then yeah I went on Soccer AM the next day and they're grilling me about it and they've already they've already vetted me you can't say this you can't say that so I'm sat on the sofa just <laughs> going like yeah, can't say anything yeah, can't, you know what I mean it's just <laughs> bullshit innit so that was happening but uh, yeah, he was just—he was just a control freak. He was a control freak. Shouldn't never be anywhere near a football club. hasn't got a, hasn't got a clue about football. Nothing like just a just an arsehole, mate. Absolute arsehole. And it culminated in I'd made my comeback, and Dexter Blackstock was our top goal scorer with four points, five points outside the playoffs. Only recognised centre forward, and he got rid of him to Nottingham Forest. Day yeah. for a game, and Paolo Sosa done the press. After the game, I think we drew with Palace. I'd come back and play 20 minutes. He does the press and he's dropped a fucking couple of bombs. I don't know. So, so, has. so I'm coming up in the lift and they've gone, we want the comeback. I'm like, yeah, sweet. What do you think about Dexter leaving? I went, well, it's a bit of a strange one. He's our top goal scorer. Only fit centre up, centre forward. And with four points outside the playoffs. A fucking strange one, that. But Paolo's already stuck the knife in saying, well, they've got rid of my centre forward without telling me, which was true. So I've sort of reiterated, but in a different way. So the next day it's in the paper. In a naive way, like. Yeah, fucking just glad to be back. <laughs> and, uh, the next day it's in the papers and uh, the chairman phones me, who's Italian as well. He's like, oh, you, you fucking make my, my job very hard. Like you say these things. I was like, I ain't said nothing. Look at the quotes. So it's a strange decision. Anyone in the world can see a strange decision that your top goal scorer goes if you're four points outside the playoffs. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Anyone knows that. So 
he sacks him. Anyway, sacks Sosa, which I didn't like. And then he summons like eight of us to his office in Knightsbridge. You know, I'm one of them. And I don't want to go. Like, no chance. But I have to, they pick a car, send a car to pick us up. And we go there. Why didn't you want to go? Because, like I said, I've never been one to talk to owners, <laughs> chairman. It's fuck all to do with me, mate. And you've yeah. just sacked the manager. You know that I like him. I had dinner with him the night before you sacked him. He knows I had dinner with him. Like, I love Paolo. We got on great. Whatever. Sacks him. And they made up this bullshit. And it's so brutal what was going on at QPR that it's not even believable. Those two fellas that run a fucking website, We Are The Rangers, whatever it was, a forum. These two guys were in the training ground every Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Every week with the chairman. These two bellends, right, were in the training ground talking to players, talking to people, had the inside track of everything. They're releasing shit on this fucking website. Like a fans forum. Fans forum. It's oh, but fucking, the chairman was... The chairman was the in their pocket, right? So they he, do this shit, right? He wants the fans on his side. Yeah, so, so they're doing this shit and they're like, Paolo Sosa's this. They said, this is, do you know what they tried to say? They tried to say that Paolo Sosa had released sensitive information about the squad to the fans, right? They had this whole like, fabricated portfolio of Peter Ramage ain't good enough. Uh, Lee Cook's got a bad knee, he shouldn't have signed. Lee Camp ain't good enough. All, like hammering these players, which wasn't true, but it, like, yeah, it's all propaganda. So we go to this office, who's in there? Damien Delaney, Peter Ramage, Lee Cook, all the ones he's supposedly hammered. The only fucker that's in there that likes the manager is me. <laughs> so I'm sat at this table thinking how does this go anyway he walks in like Julius fucking Caesar the fat prick and he's giving it like yeah, he's giving uh, he's giving it anyway you know so anyway Van I know you're going to say sorry because you need to say sorry because I'm like sorry what no mate he's like, no, no, you apologise because it, you know if you're not intelligent enough to talk don't talk to the press I said two seconds mate number one I'm not apologising to anyone and number two, don't insult me ever again. I don't give a fuck whose office it is, mate. He stood up, we sat down. It's like some mental like, meeting of the gods in Rome. And I don't want nothing to do with it. Uh, so we're having it. We're having it. He stood up. <laughs> Were I'm, you game? I'm game. I'm game. It, Get it, the pads out. You've had a fucking do it. Uh, Big Kev. I can win this one. Don't know. No question about that. Get the pads out. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, no, mate, no, mate, no apology from me. And then he's gone, what? And he said, you talk about Dexter Blackstock, 150,000. That was what, 150 grand was the loan fee to Forrest, right? 150,000 pounds doesn't even fill up my private jet. All the boys start laughing, like sniggering. Hey, it's a funny joke. I'm like, it's funny, is it? I was like, that ain't funny. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, I do know what I'm talking about. I know, because Dex is my mate. So he goes, I'll prove it. He goes, Gianni, ring him. So I'm thinking he's ringing Dex. I'm thinking if he sticks me in here, Dex, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start shrinking in the seat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh no. So anyway, he phones Dex's agent, 
right? Eric Walters. He phones him. So as soon as I hear his voice, I'm like, this is nah, the order, isn't it? This is the uh, this is the chairman phoning the agent on behalf of the owner. So I'm like, fuck this. Phone the agent. If you phone Dex and Dex said, yeah, that's true, I'd have been like, fuck off. I'd have been like, bam. Anyway, he phones the agent and the agent's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's true. Dex wanted to leave. Dex wanted to go. No, I'll tell you what happened. They offered Dex a new deal in January. He signs the fucking deal in January because Fulham were after him. They don't put the deal through the champ because the owner doesn't like him. So he thinks he's getting money at the end of January, getting the sign on fee and the new wages. Nothing hits. So he realises, phones his agent. His agent's like, nah, they, haven't, they didn't sign the deal off. So the owner's refused to give him the deal and now he can't go to Fulham because the window's over. So Dex says, I'm never playing for the club again. So they have to send him on loan yeah. to Rotten yeah. Forest and get the 150 back. So then it's with a view to a move. So Dex says, I'll never play for the club again. Dex is my mate. And Dex might not admit that. It doesn't matter. It's my, like I said before, it's my stories, my truths. That's it. So from then, I'm having it with him. And he's saying shit to me. You'll never play for this fucking club again. I'll pay you tomorrow 500 grand. I said, 500 grand? I've got three years left, mate. That's nowhere near it, mate. Nowhere no. near it. So with that, that's when it started. So he, I can't play for the team, for any manager. And it goes on and on and on. Um, and it's just so much so much happened until Warnock comes in. Warnock comes in and says, like, rings me. I'm supposed to play in Resi game. Rings me. I've tried to sign you six times in my career. Three times this year. You can play anywhere across the top four. You'll do for me. Come and meet me. All right, sweet. I'll meet you tomorrow. It'll do for me. I need to pivot that, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Our good friends at Hello Fresh are back. Perfect. Once again, and they've upped the ante. They've upped the ante 60% off your first box and 35% off your next three when you sign up at hellofresh.co.uk and use the code COSH. You're not far off eating for free, are you? Mm. 60% off? 60% off your first box. Excellent value. You might as, well go, might as well go big then, ain't you? First one. First one up. Get big. the good stuff in. Yeah. yeah. Well, for all you regular listeners, you'll be you'll be down with the fresh. As, as we are. Down with the fresh. <laughs> down with the fresh. Well, we're, we're accustomed now, aren't we? We're on second name terms. But for all you newcomers, Hello Fresh provides all the fresh seasonal ingredients and step-by-step recipe cards to cook up delicious dinners at home. And they deliver straight to your door, aren't they? It's very good. I, w- I was never a good cook, really. I didn't really know what to put in. But everything just comes, doesn't it? We're now passionate cookers, aren't we? We cook with passionate pa- what? Passionate cookers. <laughs> we cook with passion. When you said passionate, I didn't quite hear you when you said cookers. We're obviously passionate lovers, but we're passionate cookers now. Yeah, not? and uh, as you say, just everything comes, job done. All the instructions, step by step. They've got uh, they've got a nice variety as well. They've got their extra. Extra rapid meals, cooked in 20 minutes or less. I think they've even got extra, extra rapid meals now, 10 minutes. Mm. The low-calorie stuff. Coming out of lockdown, you want to get that June body ready. <laughs> yeah. Low-calorie for a couple of weeks. You'll be a the new June man or woman. body. <laughs> and uh, this month, you'll like this, John. It's roast month. Oh. They've got some specials on the roast and brunch. I'm very, very, very excited about the roast month. Oh, it's a perfect way to celebrate with loved ones. We're creating a traditional family feast. Obviously, I think, what is it? Two two households, maximum of 30. Whatever Boris said. Yeah. You can have around for tea, but there's nothing better when you go around for for Sunday lunch and you're like, oh. Something outside the box? Yeah. Mm. Oh, what, what have you done to these potatoes? I put bacon in with my sprouts. Do they do that? Oh, I, I imagine they do. And then you can just, oh, old family recipe. Yeah. Old family recipe. I can't, can't sell you. 
Secret. Secret is. And they've got brunch as well. This week. I had I had one last week. What's your favourite brunch? I had, I'll tell you what I had this week. Uh, halloumi wrapped in pancetta, I think it was, with, with a chilli jam. No, yeah, oh, that's what that makes it Mamma mia. See that? It's a little touch, isn't it? I, I think I could get into brunch if that. That means I'm going to have having six meals a day. Down with a fresh. Get down with a fresh with the code COSH when you go to www.hellofresh.co.uk. We're looking after you. This is changing people's uh, diets, not mm-hmm. changing people's lives. <laughs> Warnock phones me and it says, come and meet me, we need a meeting. Right, I know the problems you've been having. He's got the job, he's full of beans. Bearing in mind, Neil Warnock on the podcast, I think, is our... Royalty. Messiah. Yeah. He's the yeah. Messiah. I mean, we, we've yeah. heard nothing but good stuff. Yeah. So, do you think, should I give a fuck about no, that? No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> saying... Just saying, yeah, 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 I'm just saying that this yeah, yeah. We could possibly contradict everything we've heard It will, but that, that, that's, that's fine. I don't, listen, I don't give a fuck if anyone believes a word I say or whatever. I, I believe you. Don't. You can't say that because I ain't said it yet. <laughs> so that's a lie. Like, <laughs> that's me. You'll say whatever. That's whatever yeah, 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 you believe me and him. Yeah. But like you, you, you've said before, it's all about personal experience. 100%. 100%. I can only tell my truth and that is, I'll, 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 I'll go to my grave telling my truth. If someone else wants to tell different stories, that's completely up to them. Forget all this about Warner. <clears throat> Forget all this about money and whatever. You know, when you came back from the injury, mm. how hard was it? Oh, did you come back as good a player as you were before the injury? I never, how, and how, yeah, how did you react I, to that? I, I never had a chance. I never had a chance at QPR. I never had a chance to be the player that I was before. Now, the best I played since then was when I was at St. Johnston and I played every, nearly every game and played left wing and was... Top goal, joint top goal scorer and we finished third in the league for St. Johnston, the highest they've ever finished and I was a massive part of that team. If I'd have been given the chance at QPR and be given the backing and the support that I needed, I 100% believe I would have come back just as strong. But the main problem was, was I fell out with the owner and then after that, the last chance I had at QPR with two years still left was Neil Warnock and he basically brought me to the table, told me to give me the chance and then stuck, stuck the knife in. And, and, and then after that, I can't get a club for love or money on loan or anything. I went on loan a few times. I was never fit. Never fit to go on loan. I was never allowed to train with the first team. People don't understand like the levels they were going to to keep me away from the football team. People don't understand what they were, that they were going to tell him. I wasn't allowed to be treated by a physio. I wasn't allowed to be. They weren't allowed to treat me. I had injuries that went untreated. I had the PFA on speed dial. The PFA came in numerous times. PFA came in for a meeting with me. I walk up the stairs, the fucking dunking digestives in a cup of tea with the manager laughing, turn around. I went to training seven months in a row every day, crying my eyes out, right? That was my time from dropping my kids to school to the training ground for me to have a cry, to let it out. Get to the training ground, wipe my eyes, come in, I'll take you all on. I'll take you all on because... You've made it this. You've made it this. This is not about football. You've made it about money. You've made it about greed. You've made it about politics. And I don't, I'm not having that. If anyone looks at it when they were a six, seven-year-old boy and says they wanted to play football and wanted to be in the England team and win the FA Cup, that's not football for me. What happened to me is not football. I needed someone to show a bit of faith in me at the time at QPR. And all I got was people not 
not showing any faith in me and not giving me the opportunity in the right way to get myself back fit and get myself playing and get myself. All I wanted to do was honour my contract at QPR and play football. That's all I wanted to do. So when that was taken away from me for whatever reason, I'm going to react badly to that. And listen, I've already told you at 25 for the first rehab, after my teammate has snapped my leg in two, which probably hasn't happened to anyone else in football in training. So this is a, this is a unique this is a unique situation. I was already struggling with depression. I was already struggling with, with uh, things in my head, rights and wrongs. I was already struggling. So this is just another, another dig, another dig, another dig until it gets to the point where you can't really take anymore. So I had conversations with my mum at 28, 29. I was gonna retire. I was gonna retire. I had money in the bank, I had houses. So it kept me going. The competitive spirit that I've got that comes from my mum, my mum and my brothers and my dad of playing football every single fucking day. At 29, I went to, I still thought I had enough to give. I went back, done the bit at St. Johnston, thought I'd earned the contract at Millwall. Steve Lomas doesn't sign me at Millwall. I go back to Hibs. I'm at Hibs after a month. I'm sat in a room in Edinburgh, in a, in a, in a, in a two bedroom flat in Edinburgh on my own. Didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. And that's when problems really start, started and the walls, are cave, the walls are caving in. And I had no interest in the money. That's, I'm not an addict, I'm not, I'm, I haven't got any addictions. I'm not, a, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm not, a, I've been, I went to rehab. I went to rehab in 2016. I went to rehab. I've done the 26 days in the sporting chance. I have therapy, I've had therapy for four years. I don't go to meetings, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a gambler. I was never a gambler, but I lost 700 grand gambling at that point because I had no attachment to money. I didn't give a shit about the money. I realized at 30 years old that that was it, it was done. I realized in my head I was done and I didn't know what to do about it. So- Done I'll, with what? Done with, the, done with the business, done with football, done with everything and was just like, this is bullshit. Like I've stuck in there with the worst treatment for three years. I've stuck in there. I've come out the other side. I've done well at St. Johnston. They didn't even offer me a deal at St. Johnston. We finished third in the league. I didn't even ask for a new deal. Steve Lomas told me he was taking me to Mill on a two year deal, two grand a week. That didn't happen. I end up signing for Hibs. I get a little injury. Pat Fenlon gets sacked. Bang, everything's gone mental. So I go to the club. I start seeing a um, psychoanalyst. I start getting CBT therapy. They talk about existential, existential crises, things that happen in my life. They start talking about the call of the void, all this kind of stuff where, do you know about the call of the void? Where you stand on the edge of a cliff and you think I'm going to jump, but you don't. Do you, have you ever had that feeling? The call of the void is you get to the edge and then you jump. And I've jumped. I've got to places and thought, you know what? I'm fucking doing this. And when you do that, you come through the other side. And I'm happy. I'm the happiest I've been now. For the last six, seven months, I've been the happiest I've been for a fucking long time, right? And that's because I've let go of anything, any feeling towards people. Like I tell you, I don't give a shit. I don't want any investigations to anyone. I don't give a fuck about anything that, to do with anyone from my past in football. I'm just telling you, that's how I felt. That's how people made me feel, and that's what I went through. Was there something that spurred this on where you thought, I've no, had enough? No, I've, no, no. I'm playing, I, I, I left uh, Hibs and I go to Morton for the last three months of the season. Sorry, Kenny Shields is manager and they're 10 points adrift in the championship in Scotland. Play against Dumbarton. Have you ever been to Dumbarton? No. So I play against Dumbarton and Dumbarton play on a racing track, a banger racing track. It's, le it's, it's rented to the football team. Playing there and we're 1-0 down and we need to win this game. And I'm getting pelters from the fucking 75 fans in the crowd. 
you fucking stupid beardy cunt and all this. I've got the big beard on and that. Just where I'm at. And I'll just give it that one. Fuck off. Got sent off. We get relegated. My last professional game of football was away to Hamilton, right? We got beat 10-2, right? I missed the penalty. I gave away a penalty and got booked. The ball rolled under my foot four times, right? So if that's not an indication to tell you that you've got to fucking stop playing, and I'm 30, <laughs> it's time to go. And I'm it's 30, yeah, go. and I'm 31 at the time. If that's not an indication, and I don't know what is. So my brother was at the game and he drove me back to back to mine and was like, I don't know where you go from here. Um, where I've gone from there is that was 2013, I think. Where I've gone from there is yeah, it's been tough. After that, it's been tough. What I'm trying to say, Park, is I'm never going to point the finger at someone. That it's your fault. My whole that everything that went on was your fault. I had I had a great ten years from fucking fifteen to twenty five on the pitch. Great ten years. Yeah, we talked about a few things that gone through. Made me a man. I had a great ten years. Played three hundred games of football. What happened? I got injured. No fault of mine. Got injured, and then the politics of football kicked in because I was on a good contract. So now it's like we'll look after you for six months. But then we start demanding shit from you, no matter what, because we're paying you this money. I tell you what, if I was on four grand a week at QPR, I'd have been all right. The fact that I was one of the top earners fucked me. Yeah. Simple as that. <clears throat> Obviously, when I signed for Donny, you won trial. Yeah. And bear in mind, I'd seen, I'd played against you at yeah. Luton, probably at Birmingham. Yeah. So I remember how good you were. When I, when I was at Donny, I don't think you were that player that you were back then. Yeah, you yeah, know. Did you completely recover from the injury? And has that had a mental effect on you? Oh no, I completely, I completely, I completely recovered from the injury. Completely recovered physically from the injury. Um, were you the same player, hundred percent, as what you were before this injury? What, my physically, physically, yes, and I could have been because I know how fit I've been for the last three months, which is as fit as I was ever when I played for QPR. So. My philosophy on that is, yes, I could have, but that doesn't... I didn't get the opportunity to be that player. When I was at Doncaster, when you were there, that summer was the worst summer. I'd been to Marbella for five days with the boys, came back, dropped the bag. Sounds all right so far. Came back, dropped the bag, went to Vegas for six days. They called me Kid Cuddy day and night because I'm at the pool party and the club every night for six days. Come back day and night. Day and night. So drop the bag, then go to Glastonbury for five days. Split up with my missus. Sorry, split up with my missus just before, like in that run up to that. I've done the like what the, what sixteen the, what, day stretch what, on the. What on, are the Marbella or the Vegas that done a relationship with? Glasgow, Glasgow. <laughs> the I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you get the injury and that's yeah. Fuck that. I will tell you the truth. Marbella. Who were you mates? Come down, mates. Or, 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 lads, lads, lads. lads from, like players. Yeah, yeah, players, lads. So we've gone to Mar. Lads, lads, lads. We've gone to Marbella for five days. I'm coming back. My missus is taking the kids to Dubai a day later. So I'm going to see the kids for a day and then they're going to Dubai. Don't even want to go with them. She doesn't even want to go with me at the point. We don't even go with each other at that point. But. I've stayed, she's gone a day early because she's got the arse. So she's gone a day early to Dubai. So as I come back, there's no one at my gaff. So I go in, I've got a day and then I'm going Vegas. So I've dropped the bag, cleaned the stuff, bosh, straight to Vegas. But at that point, they're telling me I'm getting a pay up. So I've gone to the bank and got a few more readies out and then gone and fucking like 
you're having a right go now when you're in Vegas. <laughs> proper, you're having a proper go, aren't you? You're having a right go. And that's the summer when sort of like Did the you? bird from Sky, the woman from Sky Sports phoned me and was like, is the Vegas story true? But there's a Vegas story about me in a limo, which is true. But there's another story about a pint of Jägermeister, which is also true. So I didn't know which one she was talking about. <laughs> but James Morrison, the, the West Brom, the uh, Middlesbrough guy, he, he's told the, the woman from Sky Sports about the, the pint of Jaeger. But the limo story is a bit better. So I've gone, she's gone, is it true? Like the Vegas story. And I've gone, what, the limo? And she's gone, no, the, the Jaeger, but what's the limo story? So now I'm double. I've got to do both of them. But the, the Jaeger story is that we was at Riyadh pool party and the Middlesbrough boys were there. We're there. They're in a cabana. We're in a daybed. We're not cunts. We just got the daybed by the pool. They're in the big cabana, <laughs> aircon, TV, the lot. They've got this bottle of Jaeger. It's there all day. I can see it. We're fucking flying through our drink. I keep seeing this bottle of Jaeger. I'm like, Yatesy, get over it. I'm saying, these cunts going to drink this or what? And oh, that's our second one. I said, no, 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 no. I've seen that all day. I've had my heard it all day. It's your first one. <laughs> and they're like, like, they're not. So I've gone, I'll fucking drink it. I'll be, I'll do it in one. And they're like, the what? whole bottle. Yeah, so the rehab, you know, rehab pool party, you get the shakes, don't you? Like, the, you take the top off, you've got the, like, the flask. That is the rehab. You were in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the flask, you? you take the top off, it's like a protein shake, isn't it? So they've poured it in, and it's a pint, it's a good pint. And uh, I've took on too much now. And I can't. <laughs> at, what, at, at what point, Vanny, do you think? I'll tell I'm, you what point, because. I'm, I fucked it too. No, no, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, and all eyes are on me now, and I'm thinking, it's like a four gulper. You know, like as you do a pint of beer, but it's like, so it's the, uh, the second one, it's hit me, but I've, I've soldiered it, it's gone. Yeah. I've chucked the protein shake thing, I'm by the pool and Yates has just gone, crunch, slap me around the boat. That's just, I've spiraled in, I'm in the pool. They've had to fish me out of the pool. <laughs> I'm fucking on the side. I'm gone, I'm gone. The pint of Jaeger, it's absolute carnage. They got like the chicken dippers, and they got sour cream. They've painted my face with sour cream and they're throwing chicken strips in the, and I'm diving in and getting them like a seal. <laughs> <laughs> bringing them back up. Hey. Wondering. <laughs> a vi- there was a video of me. I'm, I'm like that. I'm like that. Bringing them back. Sour cream everywhere. Bringing them back up. <laughs> bringing them back up. So yeah, the, that, that, but the same trip, I sort of went with a few boys, Wayne Routledge, Hogan Ephraim, a few boys, QPR. But we've piled up with Joey Barton and the Scouse lads. They're out there on a stag do, like a few of the boys, Josh, Andy Mangan, a few other boys, Josh Wilson. Um, so I'm knocking about with these. I've met them before. I'm knocking about with them. We're, we're like, we're going, we're going heavy, double heavy. Man, mate, Mangs can't drink, by the way. Mangs can't drink, but he's good value. He's good yeah, value. Oh. He's good value. He's good value. No, I love Mangs. But um, yeah, so we're, we're, we've had a few days, proper days, right? We're at this day, right? Caesars. And we're just chilling. We have a couple of strawberry daiquiris. But Colin Calderwood's there. And Joe's obviously at Newcastle. So he, he Calderwood's a coach there. We've bumped into him. The lads are like, we need to go like, um, we want karaoke. So I'm saying like, yeah, let's go karaoke. Like the lads, we'll have a go. We go get a limo outside Caesars. And we're like, have you got, do you know where the karaoke is? It's an African guy in the big white limo. It's 35 fucking footer. He's gone, no, no, he's gone karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, karaoke, it's got to be karaoke in Vegas. We jump in, we're like 10, 12 handed in this massive limo. He's driving us fucking miles away from the strip. And I'm thinking, this is moody. So I'm like, hey, mate, where you going? I don't know, I know a place, I know a place. We turn up at this ramshackle casino in this car park, mate. And I'm like, it's like a bungalow 
And he's going, yeah, there's karaoke in here. But I'm thinking, nah, steady here. He goes, I'm going to go check. The, the driver says, I'm going to go check. He parks the limo up. One of the boys goes in with him. He's left the engine running and the <laughs> tunes are on. <laughs> right? But the cubby hole's open. So I'm like, lads, he's the engine. He wants me to drive, doesn't he? <laughs> Hey, he wants. He's asking for it. He's want me to drive this limo, doesn't he? And they're like, nah, nah, nah. So I've gone like to climb through it, but it's it ain't tight. It'd be tight for you. It ain't tight for me. <laughs> I'm slipping in. I'm slipping in. But the boys are grabbing me to, to pull me back, and then one of them just let go, and I've gone through. So now I'm in. I've shut the thing, and I'm like, I'm going for it. So they're in. So I've whacked it into drive, and I'm just doing a like a five, ten mile an hour flight going along in this car park. Get a bit quicker, start getting a, yeah, you get a bit giddy, don't you? Here we go, yeah, yeah, tunes are on. <laughs> and then like we go, I go right, it's in a car park, but there's cars stacked up. Like, so I go round the first bit, but the second bit's a bit tight. Like the car and a like is a big enough gap to get a normal car through. But I'm like, gone around, oh, this is tight. So I hit the brake. And Joe's gone, nah, nah, I'm getting out. I can't have this. About seven fucking warrants for his arrest anyway. So he's out. A few of the boys get out. Two of the boys stay with me. So I'm like, oi, put it in neutral, push the push the limo back, and then I'll be able to get it through. So we've walked, pushed it back, whack it in drive again, and I go, vroom, but it goes, crunch. It scrapes against the car. So I've just drove back round. The geezer's come out. He's going mental. Like the guy, the driver's going Can imagine? mental. It's not a proper sipper. But he ain't even karaoke. He's lost his mind with it, isn't he? You're all for a turn. So I'm saying, like, he's like, I'm going everywhere. So I've popped, but I don't know how to put it. You know, like the gear sticks on the steering wheel. I've never drove in the States. So I'm like, it's still in drive, but I've got my foot on the brake and he's pulling me out the gas. So I'm, as he's pulling me out, I'm like, no, he's just going to, it starts rolling. So he jumps in, stops it. And he's like going mental. And I'm in swim shorts and one flip flop, right? That's all I've got on. So he's going to spare at me, and I'm like, hey, 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 slow down a minute. It was banter, shit, that you're shit banter. <laughs> Give you that. Give you that. Shit one. Like, I'm sorry, but I've had a go. Anyway, he's grabbing my passport out of my shorts. I've got three passports in my shorts, not just mine. I've got a couple of the other lads. He's grabbing it out, grabbing it out. And I'm like, what are you doing, mate? Get off here. And I'm trying to cash him off with like 100, 200. I'm going up, and he's going, nah, nah, not good enough. And he went, right, he's going to check the car and then drive off. So he walks around it. He don't see, it's got a massive black stripe down the side where I've, I've scraped the car. He hasn't seen it. So he gets in and we're about to go and the security guard from the hotel, everyone's gone, no, no, you've missed a bit. And he's seen the dent. Oh, well, he's gone absolutely spare. He's grabbing me, holding me like this. I've said, boy, you better go. They've got off and I've just pushed him, right? But he's done like the Paul Allcock, you know, like the fucking Palo de Canio when he pushes the ref. <laughs> he's done the like stagger, stagger. Ugh! And I'm like, hold on a minute. But that, then it's all kicked off. So I've ran and I can hear sirens and everything. So I've done a left and I can see the strip, but it's miles away. So I've gone to run across the road and I've been hit by a cab. It's only going like 10 mile an hour. The lights were red. Oh, but you it's, been run over. Mate, it's, you know, like in, in Vegas, you've got like the six lanes. So I've started going when it's red. And then in the last lane, the cab started going and it's hit me like fire high. I've, I'm on the deck. I'm like, are you all right? And he's jumped down. He's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you doing, man? Jaywalking. I was like, fuck that. Nah, you've just run me over. <laughs> and he's, fuck me. It's the lead singer from Two Tone. He's, yeah. Fucking hell, I love you. Performing tonight. Fucking Bellagio. 
And I've gone like, jumped up, I'm like, I'm all right. But I, all, with the sirens going, I've just kept running and running. And so I've ran, jumped into Bally's, the first casino on the strip. And I got myself a disguise. I've got this orange, like Nevada County jail hat and a hangover t-shirt. <laughs> So they think I'm fucked. Like, I'm done. I've been nicked. So I'm come walking into Planet Hollywood where them boys are and they're all playing the craps table. And I just walk past and just posted up on the corner of the craps table. Like, you right, guys? And they've looked around and seen me. And I was like, yeah! That is fucking mental. But that was that summer. So then I go Glastonbury. And then obviously that's when I turn up. So no, I probably weren't the same player. But at that point... I worked hard in that pre-season to get myself to a place that I could still do something. Do you know what I mean? I'm not expecting after what I've been through to come and catch fire straight away. It's very, very hard. Listen, uh, yeah, like I say, we're going back to it. Have I been the most professional person at every single juncture? No, of course I haven't. Has everyone? I don't think there's many as, mate. On that so, note, mate, we need to talk about you, your trips to Marbella. I was about to say Jimmy Walker. Yeah, yeah, no, we've done... We've done like seven, eight years on a bounce in Marbella. And where, were, where were you with Jimmy? I worked, didn't play with Jimmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even better. I, I quite liked going away with people from other clubs because if you've been yeah. with someone for eight months, nine months of the season, it's nice to pal up with other people and have a good five days carnage with people sort of thing. So when I've done the record, didn't I? I've done six... I've done six Christmas do's in London without going on my own Christmas do one year. Yeah. So I've done the Coventry one. I think I've done the Middlesbrough one. Right. I think I've done the Portsmouth one. I've done six Christmas do's in London. I actually sorted out some of the Coventry Christmas do in London when I was a QPR player. So the one that was off the back of, um, have you had Liam Lawrence? You've had Liam yeah. Lawrence, haven't you? So did he tell you about our fight? No, because he obviously lost. He obviously lost then, didn't he? Because you're not going to tell the story. <laughs> Liam's a handy bastard. Is he? But can he move like me? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not been. That, he's not been that eight since he was fucking sixteen. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that one, right? So it's a. It's Tuesday, Cheltenham Tuesday, right? First day, Cheltenham Tuesday. Kitson, Hayden Mullins, Lenny, six or seven handed. Them they are. I'm out with two or three boys in in London. I'm in the Mayfair Hotel. They've posted up. They they're bladdered. They've had a skim for it. It's Cheltenham, isn't it? They've got back to London. Boom, we're on it. Go funky Buddha. Crunch, crunch, crunch. At this point, like I told you about the pissing and the shitting, like it coming to football in a bad way. Like people were, for me, people were carnage at some point. Leaving shit too much. People were pissing on people, shitting, leaving shits everywhere. Yeah, 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 it got bad. I'm not going to say I weren't involved because I was, but (laughs) so this particular, I started getting into a bit of shirt ripping, right? Ripping people's shirts and and the cardies and that. You know, people are spending a few quid, but I'm wearing a Gap t shirt, three quid. Because I know it's going off. <laughs> so I'm f- come prepared. Lenny's posted up with a fucking 300 quid Prada or D&G shirt. You know, he likes the tight one, doesn't he, with the pecs out and all that. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And uh, So we're doing it. So it happens and I've ripped his shirt. Right? I've gone buff, but the top one stayed on. So it looks even worse. He's wearing a cape. It's gone like that. <laughs> Was it unprovoked? Had you, had you spoke to him all night? Yeah, no, I've been with him. Been with him, yeah. having a drink and that and everything. And then like, blah, 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 blah. Rip the shirt. Shirt's gone, but he's got one still on. And it, it you know, it's ended on a night, but it, it ain't, it ain't, it's gone down like a fart in a phone box. It ain't gone down well at all, right? See, I so, think it's going down like for me and all of that. And, and mine, mine what are you, like, Yeah, but what are you going to do? Not, what are you going to do? Uh, where are you going to take it? Like, fight or what? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's not, just, John's not a fighter. Yeah. No, so well, so, so don't get the up then. I'll just go like that, mate. Yeah, it's time to go on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But that's where we're at. So, no, mine's got ripped. Don't worry about that. Mine's gone, but mine's a three quid gap or whatever. So I don't care. 
So we're at Liam that did yours. Probably, yeah, I think it was probably. But this, I've definitely done his first. But I've done other people's. <laughs> I've, I've done a, I've done done people's, and then we end up we're, we're sort of around the corner, and it, people are, everyone's had a drink in it, and so I'm trying to square it off and everything. And I was like, look, he's got the ump we're outside the Mayfair Hotel, yeah, and he's giving us fucking Prada or D and G or whatever. It's three hundred and fifty quid. So I've pulled out some money, yeah, but I've only got about like one forty probably. So I've gone to him. 20, but this boy's watching. I've gone, is that enough? I've gone, 40, is that enough? 60, <laughs> 80? I'm going like, wanna? And he's just gone through the money up in the air like that. And I've gone, that's, to be fair, it's all on the, it's on the ground, the money. I've gone, that's poor, mate. And with that, he's tried to go for me. Right, he has, but he's, I've, I've got the movement now because I've done the, <laughs> I'm better than that, slipped it. Crunch. So we're on and we're having a roll around and they've let it go, the other boys. We're having a proper roll around and I've flipped him over and I'm sitting on him like that and like, I'm going, I'm going to go for it. Like it's going. And then the boys have, have, have come in. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like right at the, that critical moment, he's, I've probably overpowered him there. And, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to give him, in your opinion, I'm going to give him a little clip there. But if, listen, if you come on a show like this and don't mention it, that obviously means you take the L, doesn't it? That, in my opinion, I'm happy to tell the story. But if you're not, uh, like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't really mind. But that was happening. So um, yeah, that was one. We go Marbella every year for seven, eight years. But I, I can see people off on a four day stretch. So day two, they've had enough of me. Because I don't have hangovers. I don't have hangovers. I don't have hangovers. Never had a hangover. At all. Never had a hangover. So if you go away, I'll do six days straight. Not a problem. Right? So I'm seeing what, people like off. 10 o'clock starts? Every time. 10 o'clock, bottle of Heineken, game of pool. See you later. Bosh. Full English. Let's go again. Cup of tea. All of it. So we're seeing people off. So Jim, this day is the day three, I think. Day three or four of a five-day stretch. We've gone to Bentley's place, uh, Sala now. It used to be Buddha Beach. We've gone there. He's with Platty, Clive Platt. I'm with Yatesy. Yatesy's a criminal. Yatesy is a criminal. <laughs> love Mark Yates. Love him to bits, but he's a criminal, right? So we're there and we're, me and Yatesy are getting onto people early doors. Like, fuck, this is 11. Too early. This is 11, 12. Yeah. He's gone. See that is Buddha it? Beach, right? That Buddha Beach bar. In um in Marv's is it's got a restaurant and, a, and then it's got the bar and the pool, but it's all thrown into like the smallest area ever. Shouldn't have a restaurant. Anyway, he's with Platty. Clive Platt. Clive Platty. Yeah, so they're with Colchester. He's with Platty and I'm with I'm with Yatesy. We have a few others, but we're floating, floating. So like Jim sat down at the at the table. So he's obviously ordered food, right? It's because he's at the restaurant bit of it's it. Jimmy Walker, in it? Yeah, Wacker. Yeah, Wacker's ordered the food. Um and uh He's he, he sat there and Platty, I think Platty's standing up doing whatever. So I'm going, oh, you better over there, mate. Have a look at this. There's a jug of sangria on on the table. So they're having a sangria, fair play to them. Now, me and Yatesy have concocted a little plan. It weren't supposed to go as far as it went, right? But <laughs> so I've, got, I've gone up on the left shoulder and Jim's waiting for his food and that. And I've just necked like a... a, a big glass of sangria with all the fruit and everything. I've necked it. And I can do the thing where you swallow no, and, then and then regurgitate. Right, yeah. So I've got like that. I've got, I've got a wallop. I've got it there. <laughs> and then I've gone the other side of it and I've gone blah. And I've it back on his plate, right? And it's all come up, all the fruit, saliva, the sangria, the lot. 
with that, Yatesy just come over, salt and pepper, nice and fork, and just had a little chew up and started eating it like no. that. Yeah, just just started eating it, and then Jim just got the napkin off. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> Time, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that, that, that was that was heavy. That was heavy. But there was one with Wacker when uh, he he didn't go in the pool at Ocean Club all day, right? All day we're there all day, eleven till I'm saying eleven till eight p.m. stretch. Wacker's got the black T-shirt on because he's carrying a bit of timber by this point, right? <laughs> he ain't took it off all day in it. He ain't been in the pool, but I love the pool. So I'm in the pool early doors. So it, last minute, he's like, starting it, oh, he's gone, watch this. He's ran and he's dived in the pool, but half in the dive, I know he's done the shallow end. He don't know that he's gone crunch. It's his head, right? I've heard the crunch. I've gone, oh no. He's come up and he's gone, I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, the blood's just right. gone wallop. The blood's gone. Claret everywhere. All in the pool he's got out. With that, he goes to the, no, he goes to the, what do you call it? The medical place at Ocean Beach, like a little room, like a medical room. He gets the fucking Terry Butcher bandage on the feet <laughs> all night. All night. He's got the- he's, Came back open. Yeah, yeah, he stayed out. He's got all, all day, he's got the bandage all night. He's got a little red dot there. We're walking around, <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the nightclubs and that. And he's, yeah, he's fucking full on. With he didn't tell that one on the but pod. It, nah, <laughs> yeah, well, he might not like that one going in there. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> it would, it would, I don't know why. It wouldn't. Would would no, it would. Uh, listen, I, I didn't need an invitation. The worst one of the two foot was in Vegas because Mikel Ledgerwood is one of the strongest people I've ever played with or against. Mikel Ledgerwood's a beast. And it, I didn't realise he was at Reading at the time. He'd just come back from a medial injury and I two-footed him full on in the club in in Vegas and I've cleaned him out and he's landed on top of me. What does he mean two-footed him? Like, just, stand up, do you want me to do it? No. no. Like, he, Chris, do you know what's happening? Yeah. He's, he's due one. Is he? Is yeah. he? He's due one around the knee. No, I don't know. Do you know what it is? If you're on a, say you're somewhere and you're on a dance floor, your feet are in and you're standing. If you do the sliding two footer like that way and you take the floor and them, they're going to underneath, aren't they? So it was like that. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't knee eye or nothing. Not Roy Keane. But I'd go in and try and like two, like the, it, it was a thing as well, wasn't it? Like the, well, probably not for everyone. I say these things are things, but like the pissing, the shitting and all that stuff was a thing. The two footers were there as well. And you know what I mean? I didn't mind throwing one out there just to let people know I'm about. You know what so I mean? So you two footed the legend I two footed him and every, I think he grabbed me by the throat on the floor. Everything about him wanted to punch me in the head and he Did you regret like it? That. Yeah, moment? 100%. That's 100% because he, he left after that. He'd had enough. Like of the night, he went, now nah, fuck that. And I was like, I'm really, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. He's coming back from injury. But I'd... Oh, was that moment in there when you 100% think, and he's oh, my mate so I'll too be, much. No, 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 yeah yeah of course and like there's no I, I, I didn't know that he I, I didn't recollect that he'd just come back from an injury and stuff yeah. like that so I was doing it and trying to get like I just thought it'd be funny and you know when you think something's funny and then it's, it's definitely not like you've uh, got a bit of definition in your cheekbones today Chris have I? yeah you know what that is, don't you? Why? For the JB. The June body. Oh, oh. see, I like it. I, I like thought it was just the, the fresh shave look. Yeah, I, I, I've come for that as well, but it all goes goes hand in hand. Cause you've been on, have you been on the Harrys? Yes. Oh. Excellent again. Do I look well? You do, you look absolutely splendid. Do, do I? Five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You know you're not going to get no comments from this side. <laughs> well... If you didn't know, Harry's is the story of two men, Jeff and Andy. Jeff and Andy were so frustrated with all the prize raisers, they started Harry's to find a solution. We needed a bit of music behind that. Could you yeah, put that I, in the edit? I'm thinking, I'm thinking you should have been on a kids' programme, yeah. reading yeah. to kids, yeah, with that. 
Well, they decided by taking less profit, men of the people, see, Jeff and Andy, Harry's could offer great quality products at a bloody great price. Sold. Should be MBEs. Straight away. Should yeah. be MBEs. Yeah. It's, They'll it's, do for me. It's scandalous the prices of some of them razors. And as always, under the cotch, providing you with a, a little bit of a discount. If you want to uh, chisel yourself up, get yourself clean shaven. With the Harry's Trial set, you get a weighted ergonomic handle. Oh yes, you get the new five-blade razor cartridge. You get a rich, lathered shaving gel. And of course, a travel blade cover to protect it when you're uh, on the move. So he's gone from Jack and Ori to Bruce's Price is Right in, in, in about 10 seconds, yeah. hasn't he? And for a limited time only, get this, when you go to harrys.com slash kosh, you'll receive a free travel-sized shabby gel as well. I'm going to change the tone of voice for this. Okay. All of this is worth £14.50. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll pay just £3.95. How was that? Good. I'm Creep. not sure. I'm not Creepy. Sure. That is an offer and a half. <laughs> I'm not sure what, uh, what other job role you could have with that, but it would definitely change the tone. £14.50 it would cost you. That's still good, that, by the way. Price. That's still mm. a good price, but, no, but not, not, not for you, not for you guys. Out, once again, all you've got to do, postage and packaging, £3.50. £3.95. £3.95. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you if your missus is starting to get a little bit of a tash, get it for her. I know it might be a bit of a touchy subject, but she'll thank you in the long run. All you've got to do is go to harrys.com slash kosh. Put your order in, get your package delivered. Get the comfortable shave you deserve. <laughs> this has been one of the most subsequent adverts we've ever done. Another thing with Harry's, getting serious for a second, they support great causes as well because for every order, 1% goes to uh, global charities, organisations that provide mental health care for men. I'd like to meet these two, would you? Yeah, get, come and get them on. Yeah. Get them on the quiz. What about wrestling with the um, the sunglass salesman? With Jimmy? Oh yeah, oh mate, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, right, this one, I'm not taking this one as my bad because yeah, the, the what do you call it? the guys that's the, the vendors on the beach and everything in Mars, he's come up and that, uh, and um he's trying to sell the sunglasses and the, the moody watches and all that. But he had a nice like t-shirt and jeans on and I like the look of the t-shirt and jeans so I said how much for your clobber right I'll buy the clobber oh, off that, that, that's don't, want the, want. don't want the moody fucking Gucci's and all that I want your vest and your jeans like we'll have a swap up have my swim shorts and and he didn't quite understand what I was saying so I started pulling his t-shirt and that and then someone maybe had nicked a pair of glasses and all that so he's lost his head so we end up getting into a bit of a tussle what, you, you and him, the, you and the... me and the geezer, yeah, me and the, me and the vendor. I think that, that I think it's me and the geezer around, end up having a roll around on the thing. But then his pals turn up because they're more banded, and I was a bit out of my depth on that one. But uh, yeah, there's a good one like in Vegas with the wrestling with with Barton because they're all there on the stag doing. Joy Barton. Yeah, they're doing a silly thing where they clear the room and they have like the UFC wrestling fights and. He's done a couple of people like he, he for his height and for what he is, he's a he's a strong fucker. Like he's not a big guy, is he? But he sent a couple of people packing, including his brother, including his mate. And we're there, and I'm thinking, I ain't getting involved here. But then the pressure's on, so I'm like, fuck it, let's have it. But we end up having like the toe to toe proper wrestle, and I've choked him out. So yeah, really, congratulations. He zapped out. That's a fact. You can ask anyone who was there. Like the 
No, in the pla- in Planet Hollywood, in the room, we cleared the room, all the beds and the sofas, and there was a, like a little ring, and I've ended up choking Chewing. him out. And uh, he'll take that, he'll take that on the chin. Well, yeah. he might not do because you know what I mean. But <laughs> he should take that. That's a fact. I don't. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we kind of brushed over everything in Scotland, mate. But um, how, how do you look back on it? What the Scotland? The old, the old career. Um, um, for three, four years, I I didn't accept a lot of things because, I, like I say, I think there's a good part of me that has got enough, not excuses, reasons to say like like I didn't get a good deal at a lot of time, a lot of places. So I'd have had a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger, a lot of upset for three or four years. But sort of 2016, from then onwards, I've accepted what it is. I should have played in the Premier League. I thought I was good enough to play for England. You know what I mean? The first time I thought someone was better than me was when I played against Joe Cole. And he was unbelievable. I accepted that, but then I got better. And I think I, I think I left a lot there at 29, leaving and not playing for three years. At 25, before I broke my leg, I was on the path to, to to where I should have been. And yeah, a lot of things happened, and it's hard for me to take for a long time. And to stop playing at 31 for me, it was criminal because I got so much. So you know, it took me a long time, and all the stuff I'm doing now in terms of. The, the foundation I'm trying to set up and, and the path I'm trying to take is like I'm I'm fit and healthy um, I'm still playing football I love it I've got a 17 year old a 13 year old boy that love football and I just want to be a role model to them and I want to show people that um, you can come back for things you can get fit it's never too late to do stuff and I'm a, I'm a lot I'm more at ease now than I've ever been with everything in life so, so you're in a good place now though. yeah listen I don't listen I've got no I say to everyone, you need to learn to live with regrets. And some of the decisions I've made, I'm not proud of them decisions, but I accept that I made them at the time because if you thought you you had the ability to make a different decision, you would have done. Yeah, yeah. All, all of an experience. Yeah, yeah. I've got no, I've got no problem with it. But like, what, like what I would say moving forward is, I want to help people, but I also want people to know how far. If you appreciate your own darkness, that's a method for dealing with how other people can have darkness. Do you know what I'm saying? So my level of darkness has got to be comparable to other people's level of darkness. And and that's that's what I would say. Don't go into it blind and don't be naive at times. Know that every single business and institution can be a, can be an arsehole and, and, and that's no different. Football's no different to that. What are you looking forward? You, I'm living in the present. Happy. I'm living in the present because the things I learned from going to rehab is that you have to live in the present. You know, don't get too far of yourself, but don't get dragged in the past. And like, I live for today. And my, there's only three people that can be disappointed with me. And that's my mum and my two children. There's only three people that I can be disappointed with. And that's my mum and my two children. Other than that, nothing surprises me. Nothing and shocks nothing me. nothing bothers you. And nothing bothers me. People let you down and you let people down. That is life. You can't please everyone. So as long as my mum and my two kids are proud of me and the other way around, everything else is give and take. And you teach it, man. You've got to mention you teach it. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned Romeo's it. Broken Heart. Romeo's Broken Heart. That is a campaign that we started for my good friend's little boy who was born with a lot of problems connected to his heart. And um, after sort of 14 months and having four major operations on his heart, including open heart surgery, they've sort of said that he needs a heart transplant. But at the minute... He seems too ill. He's got a lot of problems, too ill to even maybe go on the donor list. So we started a GoFundMe page and we raised sort of 15 grand in about a week, which is is good because it takes a lot of pressure off the parents in terms of utilising that money. But the awareness is massive because organ donation in children is Mm. very, very limited. Um, 
babies' hearts don't come up a lot and people won't rush to put their kids on uh, the, the, the donor list. So it's just basically an awareness to say, go, if you've got five minutes, go and check because Romeo's mum, Susie, has done all of the website and all of the Instagram. There's a, there's a bio, there's everything that gives you all the information. Um, and it's not just about one boy. It's not just about Romeo. It's about everybody else that's struggling and need to, needs an organ donor and they're not becoming available. So it's just it's just an awareness thing. And, and obviously on the back of that, just, just to raise awareness about things that can or cannot be happening. And, and when you've got a platform to do it, I think... When it's free, you should have a platform to, to say and to let people know that yeah. that things like that happen. We're, we're, brilliant, we're, we're, the, and we're all parents, aren't we? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure exactly. We'll put all the links out there. No, cheers, man. Cheers. No, Top man, man. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Top, Top man, man. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.